Hey everybody, Identical Cousins, episode 19, Brent. We are sinking. What are you sinking about? <laughs> Play some damn music. PBS, what is up? Well, you know, back home. Recovered from WWDC, uh, still processing all the news stuff. Um, Crazy weeks behind us, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, and... I'm home as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. You went you went off to Tokyo. I did the land of the rising sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tokyo is sort of my second home. I've been going there for a long time, and I love it. And you know, it's funny. Every time I go, I expect to get that burnout thing where I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I get revived when I go there. I get inspired when I go there. And, you know, because it's a second language I speak, obviously, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel a little more accomplished every time I go there. It's it's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I hope uh, hope you get to go someday. And if you ever do, I'm a good tour guide. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Absolutely. Identical cousins in Tokyo. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, that may happen. That that actually may happen. So let's let's uh, let's think about that a little bit. Okay. All right, cool. So uh, you so back from WWDC. So pretty much in this episode, let's talk a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about post WWDC. We'll talk about post Vesper, post Chatology. Do a lot of post stuff, and more importantly, I want to talk about and you want to talk about syncing versus mm. platforms versus doing the right thing, right? Right. So uh, lots to talk about today. So go for it. Give me uh, give me give me one of those from your point of view. Well, let's see. Let's start with WWDC. Uh, obviously, the big news is iOS 7. And I think the big news about iOS 7 is, is that it's, it's not totally an all-new clean slate, but it's about as close as we're probably ever likely to see. It, it's, uh, it's not quite the same as the transition from macOS 9 to macOS 10, but uh, you know, it has some similar, similarities. And that's really exciting to me, you know, because there are 60 zillion apps on the App Store. And and a lot of them aren't updated. A lot of them essentially deserve to, uh, you know, just kind of slowly and quietly disappear. And, um, and categories can reopen up, which I think is really interesting and really cool. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, what about, you know, other announcements in terms of obviously there was hardware and other stuff. Like, I mean, just what, what was some other, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't really care about hardware very much. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. You know, it's like, oh, maybe I'll buy that, maybe I won't. But yeah, it's I the mean, shiny, pretty that just is cool to look and see, but you don't really care about. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, the Mac Pro seems. Well, so that's ready. the thing. So the Mac Pro is actually what I was thinking about. So for me, like, mm-hmm. I use a MacBook Air as my main machine, and I love mm-hmm. it. I think it's the ultimate. We were talking about this when Jonathan Deutsch was on, and I know we all agreed it's the ultimate laptop. Yeah, it, 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 it may not have the most amount of power, it may not have the retina, whatever, but it's the best ultimate machine when all things are considered. And I love the new MacBook Air, the battery life, 12 hours. I mean, come on, dude, that's like a dream. Yeah. And obviously incredible. the benchmarks are showing that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely getting one of those. It's funny. Um, <laughs> I'm an early adopter for sure. But when a new model comes out, I usually wait a month or two just to see what bugs have you know been in the works. Hmm, and there's sense. already a few MacBook Air issues that have happened. We'll see if they're hardware or software related. Hopefully, they'll be able to fix them in firmware. But um, there's a couple pretty serious ones, you know, with the Wi-Fi and there's something with the graphics drivers, um, which is expected, right? I mean, it's new hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, 
with Haswell, it's a new platform. But right. the point is, is I always wait. But uh, Kent was joking with me saying something like, well, yeah, the longer you take to get it, you know, the whole point of getting something new is to enjoy it. But I don't know if you have bugs the first couple months, it's not really that enjoyable, right? I want a stable machine I could do work on. Yeah, exactly right. But I, I really like the new MacBook Airs. But back to the Mac Pro, I think for specific engineers that are doing builds all the time and really doing processor intensive stuff over and over again, it's it's really an amazing machine, especially how the GPUs are. Did you read about that? How it has two GPUs and the way that they're specifically focused on one task each and one, you know, one's on the visuals and one's on the processing and the, the architecture is just really impressive and interesting. Yeah, I I did my eyes always glaze over. I mean, what I get out of this out of these is is just kind of the simple fact that hey, computers are getting um, faster and better, and that means I can do more with with my software. Yeah. But I don't really think about the actual specifics of that too awful much. Yeah. Because I'm working on my software, and you know, so. Understood. You want it just to work. You don't want to have to think about what it's doing. Otherwise, you're distracted. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, as I'm writing, as I'm writing, say, uh, you know, my database code or even animation code or whatever, I'm not thinking about, oh, there's two GPUs, you know, yeah. why, why should I, right? And because it's not even true for everybody, it's just true for people who have that machine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I think what it boils down to is, you know, there are obviously some developers and some people who are doing really heavy duty stuff where this machine changes everything for them. Right. And then there's others that it changes everything for them, but they maybe don't care about what it changes, which could be like you in the sense of, hmm. hey, it's going to make things better for you. And great. That's all you care about. Well, my development machine is, uh, is one of the recent iMacs that came out at the end of last year. Well, and if it works, got, that's cool. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm writing, you know, build times are pretty fast these days. I mean, I'm not trying to build Photoshop. That's true. You know, even, even a Mac app is pretty like, you know. There's no time for a coffee break anymore. Yeah. And, and the point so, is, is <laughs> you used to be able to steep some tea. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I know for sure. And, and obviously the tools get faster and better, right? So not only are, is the hardware and the architecture getting better, they're also making the tools better, right? They keep mm -hmm. advancing everything. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good time to live in when you go back to our old days when we did OS 7, 8, 9 development with Power Plant and CodeWorks and... Oh, God, yeah. Metro, MetroWorks? CodeWorks? MetroWorks, CodeWorks. MetroWorks, yeah, yeah. CodeWorks, yeah. thank you. CodeWorks and MetroWorks. And, I mean, that was like... You remember the build times on that stuff? Oh, sure. I mean, I was like... Depending on what, it could be like hour, an hour. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Like, like, build and walk away for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and it's still going. Yeah. And then there's usually problems after a long period of time. So you're really screwed because it didn't even build properly. Mm -hmm. So just, just really interesting now that it's down to seconds. Yeah. And, and you know, if, you're, if your app crashed, whole machine crashed. That's right. <laughs> it, was, it really sucked. That's right. Remember remote debugging with, with external machines? You know, I never actually did that. So I actually I knew it was there, but I, I actually had to do that because uh, when I was at ProSoft for a while, there was some driver stuff we were doing, and I did a bunch of the QA stuff there, mm -hmm. and I'd have to like remotely get log into this machine to be able to like get information to give the developers. Mm -hmm. That was fun times. Oh, that had to be fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, and we, and we thought that was space age. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. now it's like things that I just open the console for 
and that's printed out and I get in a, you know, half a second, a second literally took like a long period of time just to set things up in that mode. Yeah. Right. If, if you were lucky to even get it, mm-hmm. you know, but anyway, yeah, so hardware is really cool. Um, my big thing I want to talk about and see what you think. I mean, obviously we talked about the opportunity, but you know, iOS seven. So OS 10 Mavericks is a whole other thing. Cause it's basically OS 10, which is a very good thing, but let's talk about iOS seven for just a little bit. What, what was your overall take of the changes? I think the, the thing I like about it the most is, um, is the content forward part of it where, where the design is centered around the content rather than making, you know, the Chrome and the surrounding stuff all pretty and everything. Uh-huh. It's about bringing the content and, you know, that, that Chrome is, you know, that's extra and that, that shouldn't be the focus and there yep. should be the littlest amount possible Absolutely. and it should just kind of fade away and you should just, you know, like with our, with our app Vesper, you know, the, the note is the thing, right? The actual text, everything else should just kind of, um, not, not intrude and it doesn't need to be all glitzy and stuff, you know, no way. Yeah. And The actual interesting thing is all the time we were developing for iOS, all the time we loved iOS or iPhone, whatever you want to call it, iOS 6, whatever, prior, Mm -hmm. we just sort of were like, hey, this is great and this is beautiful and let's keep working on it. Let's keep polishing it and, you know, for better or worse, let's put staples in the header that's a little garnish that makes it have character, right? Whatever. Yeah. We did all this and it sort of fit into the ecosystem and whatever. But the craziest part about all of this is that if you really think about what Apple stands for, like an iPhone that's really simple with just a home button, right? The industrial design of Johnny Ive, mm-hmm. where it's as simple as it can be. Yeah. The OS was a complete contradiction. Complete contradiction. As you just said, it wasn't about the content necessarily. It was about how pretty you could make your app. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that intro video, I, 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 don't, I don't believe I, I talked with you about this, but when that intro video played, I was sitting there with Kent and a couple other friends. And when the first one played during the keynote, the one that just talks about, you know, if everyone's making stuff, how does anyone perfect anything? And that video just resonated with me. It just, I just, I was, I was moved. I was totally moved. I'm not going to lie. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is everything that, you know, a thousand no's for, for one yes and all that stuff and throwing stuff away. We've thrown away tons of designs on our contacts app, you know, and that's why it's still going on is because we're just not happy with it. And we're mm-hmm. perfecting it. And unfortunately, and it's a real frustrating thing right now, it's taking way beyond what we thought it would be. And mm-hmm. we're past that point of great artist ship, but we're just <laughs> not happy with it. Right. And we just can't ship it. Mm-hmm. And we'll get over it. We'll solve it. But, you know, when you want to kick yourself because you know you should be able to do better. Right. And that's why I think we're doing what we're doing. But the point is that video played and I was all inspired. And then they showed the iOS 7 video later on. And from that first frame when it showed, you know, the lock screen and it was like you could see the parallel i mean i just i i literally got it immediately and i'm like at first i was like oh my god like i, I was i was just like this is amazing i didn't have any negative reactions mm-hmm. and then i was like i see what they're doing and that's exactly what they're doing they're focusing on the content why are you spending all if everyone's making everything why isn't anyone perfecting anything right everyone's mm-hmm. trying to make shiny and pretty everyone's trying to make impress you everyone's trying to make oh look how cute and skeuomorphic or whatever Right. But no one's focusing on the content. And I think iOS 7, I'm sure you heard in the first few days, and what was also interesting was I was telling everyone, you know, oh, they would be like, what'd you think? I'd be like, I love it. I love it. I love it. And everyone was like, oh my God, you're nuts. It's su-. Everyone was really against it at first. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot of people have come around. And sure, change is hard. And sure, there are people who maybe don't know what they're talking about. So they kind of go along with the herd, whatever. There's a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. 
But I do think there's simplicity and beauty. And it's funny, Johnny, I've used a word at first that I thought was weird, but it's a great word, vitality, mm. in that design. Right. And it's the lack of design that brings that vitality. It's all about the content and function and less about the style and substance. And the less time you spend on the style and substance and the less you make the user have to focus on the style and substance, the better off they'll be with the functionality of why computers should be computers. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. That's it. A word I really like for this is uh, liveliness. Uh, you know, the goal, our goal is to make apps uh, that seem alive mm-hmm. almost. You know, that's, Absolutely. that's very much like the word vitality. And, sure. you know, that's, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, and, and you don't get there just by, you know, some cool gradients and stuff. It's in the, it's in the feel of it, the way things animate, the way uh, Absolutely. Uh, transitions between views and all that kind of stuff. Well, speaking of Vesper, right? I mean, we talked, mm-hmm. you said earlier, I want to talk about Vesper and Chatology. Vesper is a good example. And one thing that a lot of people were like, this is it. Now, look, we can, you and I both can get on topics of what it was missing or what it didn't have or why it didn't in the specifics, but sure. you set out with very intentful animations, very intentful features, right? Everything had intent. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that because you wanted the content, the notes, the tagging, the functionality, the core functionality to be at the forefront. Yeah. In essence, you made an iOS 7 app. Yeah, I think, I think we, we came pretty close, actually. And, and, yeah, and it was and, only, and it was not because we saw anything. It was just because we happened to be thinking along very similar lines. You know, it's funny though that I didn't see anything. You know, obviously because of John Gruber. For anyone who lives under a rock, um, there was were a John lot of Gruber? people. Well, <laughs> there were a lot of people who were like, "Oh, he knew. He knew this was all based on iOS 7. He got he got early stuff. He knew. He knew. He knew. He knew." It's like I ended up talking to John. No, he didn't know. But you can not know yet know. Like. Sure. Everyone saw the writing on the wall. I'm sure John heard certain rumors about, yeah, they're pulling things back. You should focus on content, whatever. But regardless, it was the right direction from a user point of view, whether iOS 7 happened or not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, kudos. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. But anyway, going back to the whole iOS 7 thing, as you said, like the liveliness and everything. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I get so passionate about, you know this better than anyone, is when I talk about how, as a software developer, our job is to make an app that makes people's lives better. Mm-hmm. For all the time we take, and then all the time we expect our users to take, if we're taking extra cycles of their life or something's not helpful or performant or whatever, it's bad, right? We've actually yep. done a disservice to someone. We've, we've asked them to spend money to buy a computer, to buy our apps, to do all this stuff to make their lives worse. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so critical that everything we do at every turn is minimal amount of taps, minimal amount of swipes, minimal amount of thought, minim- minimal amount of confusion. Mm-hmm. And when you, I do think history will prove this and we'll see, you know, I'm usually kind of confident about what I say, but in this case, history will prove this right or wrong. I think iOS seven is going to be a huge change in functionality and user experience and overall benefit to the user. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I think you're right. I really do, because it's all about the content now. It's all about the information. It's all about the experience. It's not about the eye candy. There's been a lot of debates I actually have seen over Twitter just today where people were showing past screenshots of messages versus, oh, look at how much better it looks and stuff. And it's like, well, that's subjective. Yeah, right. Who cares? Right. But not only that, I'll, I'll argue all day long that iOS 6 was eye candy. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Someone can say, well, yeah, but that makes the experience better because it's nicer or whatever. Really? 
what, what makes the experience nicer is when the computer does what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. sure. Polish is nice. There's nothing wrong with style, but I'm, I just, I literally from the second iOS seven was unveiled to, to now I've never been more inspired. We were already doing a lot of things for fantastic hell. And um, without giving away too much, I mean, obviously, you know, people are going to say, oh, they're doing it for iOS 7. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we? Yeah, but, of course. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, would, you wouldn't let your app die. I mean, yeah, geez. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we have some big things planned because the whole goal of Fantastic Hell was always to be the, like the fastest and friendliest calendar. That's it. Fast mm-hmm. and friendly. And if you actually look at the visuals of Fantastic Hell, it's not over the top, right? I mean, okay, fine. Some people will go crazy over the staples, but that one detail alone, if you look at it, there's not a ton of texture and a ton of shine and gloss and polish and design. It's not overly designed, I don't think. No, I don't think so. It's just, it's a pretty looking app, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's not a lot actually to change in the visuals for iOS 7. Surely there's things to change and we already have things we're working on. But Mm -hmm. I think from the functionality point of view, we really set the tone for the information being front and center. When you Mm -hmm. see our floating words that talk about what's getting parsed where, and you look at how everything, because we have a bunch of custom views, right? Yeah. They were all done quite flat. Mm-hmm. We didn't think about that. We didn't say we're going to make it flat. I think for us, we just made the best thing possible. Yeah, right. But the beautiful part is, is that our app will fit into the eco- the iOS ecosystem well, or iOS, I guess it wouldn't be an ecosystem, but iOS, you know, pl- iOS uh, platform well. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think ultimately it's really good because you'll kind of see the apps, the apps that have to change a lot are the apps that probably centered themselves around design more than substance. I'm really curious to see what happens to apps like uh, Path, which you know yeah. are, are rightly praised for uh, being gorgeous and, and interesting. Um, but Path, as it is now, I don't think would stand up too well under iOS 7. So knowing that they have a, a ton of talent, or, and at least a ton of talent in a certain type of design, how well will they, will they move their app over to iOS 7? And, right. Um, and... You know, I'm not a jerk. I wish them well. I hope they do a great job. I'm very curious to see what it looks like and, and similar apps. Well, you know for sure they already have a bespoke app that works on iOS 7. Well, of course, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, I know. that, it's, that goes it's easy without to make saying. fun of them, but they're, they're, they're <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's fun to make fun of them. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I, um, I know, I know but, what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Your point is, yeah. is that they were praised, and rightfully so, now all joking aside, mm-hmm. they made a beautiful app that went over the top in terms of design and skeuomorphism and, and the experience, if you will. Mm-hmm. Went over the top, right? Sure. And did it well, That's, right? And people, yeah, and, people and like it. Some of that stuff was, you know, um, going back to liveliness, some of that stuff was pretty lively, like the uh, uh, that uh, that menu thing that, you know, uh, spins out. Oh, yeah. Or and the, the way uh, that they go from the, the plus the to the X to close it. And uh-huh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of very, very innovative, beautiful, lively mm-hmm. things in there. And I think those things, you know, with some uh, visual changes uh, would still fit in iOS 7 very, very well. Nice. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. We'll, I agree. we'll see what they do. Yeah, I yeah. think they'll fit well, very. but they're obviously going to have to make a certain amount of changes. I think one of the things that needs to kind of go away and it's for better or for worse, but like, are a lot of these like cutesy, I'm alive things. Like when you tap that menu thing and you see the bubbles kind of pop open and they're like, like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is gratuitous. 
Hmm. doesn't necessarily help anything, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, if anything, I I would dare say it hurts the user experience because the user has to kind of first figure out what's going on. Right. The whole thing with iOS 7 is just presenting the information. Here's the information. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. Now, do I have some issues with iOS 7 as well? Absolutely. I mean, there's certain parts of it that are confusing, like have certain text buttons without being buttons and things like that. And we'll see where that goes. And I'm sure there's going to be changes over the betas and all of that. Sure. But overall, it is about the function and form first. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. So iOS 7. And then just quickly. So and, and you feel the same. You're, you're a big iOS 7. You like it. You're, you're oh, yeah. You're a supporter. Yeah, totally. yep. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear. And uh, really quick, OS 10 Mavericks. That was actually a big surprise for me. So, you know, I haven't caught up enough to know what actually, other than getting off the cat names, what's actually changed in OS 10. So the big thing in OS 10 that's changed is like the file system and the way everything's kind of happening under the hood. So mm-hmm. really the big thing I think of why I was so surprised is that they didn't change OS 10. Mm-hmm. There's been this big buildup, as you know, since, sand, since sandboxing came out, right? Right. That... OS 10 would be getting locked down, that it would be kind of an app store only OS. So who knows what, right? I mean, obviously right, a lot sure. of this, I'm sure were conspiracy theories, but I'll say that I was part of that because I did see a lot of things going towards this direction of app store only or locking things down or who knows. Mm-hmm. So you get this OS 10, you know, Mavericks that now has tabbed finder, tabs in the finder, fixing for multi-screens, tags, just things that I'm like, wow, like these are things like people have been wanting forever. Mm-hmm. They actually do them well. And it's really a nice update. I mean, a lot of performance uh, things and just uh, the file system improvements. And there's just, there's so many improvements about Mavericks, I guess I'd say, that they took OS 10 and truly made it better rather than changing it. They improved mm-hmm. it. They advanced mm-hmm. it. They did what they should have done, which I actually wasn't expecting. Hmm. especially with the new poster and, you know, showing the wave, obviously they went away from the cat names and all of that. But I saw this X and I'm like, whoa, this is it. They're probably going towards iOS seven or whatever. Hmm. And I just think that there's, they've kind of cemented that OS 10 Mac, excuse me, Mac is the computer, right? It is the truck, right? It's the whole Mm -hmm. truck to the cars thing. And it's kind of really refreshing to see that they're not screwing with it that they're advancing it and they're bringing the kind of advancements that are desktop appropriate, not tablet phone appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a bunch, I don't know how, how technical, you, uh, you know, uh, information you want. Obviously I don't know tons about it, but I know like a whole thing about under the hood improvements. They have things like, I don't know if you had seen the timer coalescing and the memory compression and a, a bunch of things, app nap and all these things that basically are going to save battery and make the computer more powerful. Hmm, cool. There's Sounds just great. it's it's ton of improvements. Uh, mm-hmm. You heard about keychain sync returning? You know, oh, iCloud God. keychain <laughs> scares me. But yep. so um, basically, it, yeah, if iCloud. it works, that's a good thing. Hopefully, it will. And they, did, yeah. I mean, they made a little dig at themselves, saying that they realized that iCloud they they should focus on making it work before they add features. Uh-huh. And they did make that dig. Huh. So they're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, the i the iCloud keychain actually is pretty cool. It's AES two fifty six bit encryption, so it should be safe. Okay. Um, you know they're they're just they're just basically taking everything. You know they got rid of the stitching and calendar, which you know for better or for worse. I mean, obviously, Fantastical is still hopefully people think a better calendar than the built in one, oh, but sure. they at least tried to take the calendar and 
get rid of the things that that really bothered everyone. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I think they got rid of the skeuomorphism on also notes and the uh, contacts and the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just I'm I'm most excited about it just because they basically took OS 10 and left it alone. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's kind of about all I all I really wanted. Yep. Uh, just for things to work better. I yep. love OS 10. It's fantastic. Exactly. Uh, same uh, here. Same here. I mean, just OS 10 is definitely awesome and mm-hmm. uh, glad they left it alone. So uh, that's it. So I guess from that point of view, that's the uh, OS uh, WWDC stuff. We actually have an amazing sponsor this week, a new sponsor. Well, you know, let me tell you about him. It's uh, Igloo, Igloo Software. All right, let's hear about him. Igloo is an internet you'll actually like. You can share content quickly with built-in apps, blogs, calendars, file sharing, forums, Twitter-like microblogs, and wikis. Everything is social. You can comment on any type of content, at mention your coworkers, follow content for updates, and use tags to group things around the way you work. Tags are pretty cool, by the way. I like tags. We like tags. I like tags, Yeah, too. tags are cool. Uh, you can add on rooms. They're like mini igloos for each of the teams you work in. And it's easy. The whole thing is drag and drop, features responsive design, and uses beautiful fonts from Typekit. I love beautiful fonts. And just so you know, Typekit is excellent. We actually use it at yeah. flexivits.com. Yeah. And the fact that you can do this customization and design with the fonts from Typekit makes it really nicely mm-hmm. customizable. That's great. Yep. That's great. Um, and your Igloo has enterprise-grade security. And you can start using it right away. It's free to use with up to 10 people. And when your Igloo grows, it's only $12, person, $12 a person each per month. So go to igloosoftware.com slash patty, P-A-T-T-Y, as in Patty Duke, <laughs> to start building your igloo. Excellent. Yeah, igloosoftware.com slash P-A-T-T-Y. Patty. Patty. Oh, Patty Duke. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thank you, Igloo, for sponsoring us. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. It. Thanks so much. Yep. Yeah. This, is, this sounds really Yeah, no, it's good cool. stuff. Go check it yeah. out, and um, yeah. hopefully you'll like it. Yeah. So let's see what else. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll get to sync in a second. So WWDC and uh, let's talk about the Vesper and Chatology launch because we both had you know, a launch in the same week or so. Mm-hmm. Yours was right before WWDC. Mine was right after. Yep. So anything about Vesper, whether it's things learned, things you want to share, things you don't want to share. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Just any, any, anything post Vesper. Hmm. Well, the launch has been fantastic. I've been really, really happy. Um, uh, happy with the sales, especially happy with the feedback. Um, Excellent. I, I love seeing my friends and my peers use my software. That's always you know, one of the greatest feelings, right? Even when they ask for a promo code, right? Yeah, sure. No, I'm just kidding. It's funny because I get that all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I just came out. Like, Can I get a promo code? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> if, you, if you really want one, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I figured long ago, I just buy the stuff. You know, whatever. It's hardly worth the the time it it takes to write an email and ask for a promo code. You know, that's that's more of my time than the money that I spent. You right. know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, so, it's funny. There's like, different geez. there's different aspects on free software. Like for a long period of time, I worked for some companies where friends would ask for licenses or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'd always be like, "Sure." I mean, what do I care? It's just software, right? Right. But some of my old bosses would be like, "Well, we'll give them a discount. Don't give it away." And I'm thinking to myself, like, if someone oh, really wants me. it, no, I'm dead serious. Wow. And I would go crazy because I would try to explain to them, dude, we're not giving anything away. Like, you're not losing money. You're just not getting money. Mm-hmm. Software is free in essence, right? Sure, there's the time and sure, there's the effort and sure, there's the input and everything that happened to make it. But when you give it to someone, 
it's a free transfer, right? The only thing is the time to give the license code. Mm -hmm. So I never get, or I never got these people who were like value, who valued the actual bits. Mm -hmm. If if you give it to someone and you make them happy, then they'll probably talk about it. And that's even better than, than giving them a discount. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so just a side thing. So for me, I've always been like, yeah, I try to give as much software away as possible because if someone really wants it, you make them happy and then you get an evangelist. But on the other hand, like you said, there's something you want, just go buy it. It's quicker and easier than having to bother the person or whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're, yeah, we're all about giving out, uh, promo codes. I, I, I don't handle it myself, but I have to figure that we've blown through. Unfortunately, they're limited to like 50 or something. That's right. 50 per, per upload. So yeah. And I, I think we blow through them pretty quickly. So you on, are you on one or did you have an update? Uh, update probably out by the time this actually airs. Okay. Excellent. So yeah. submitted update as of today, can we say, or no? Yeah, yeah. As of today, the 1.001 should be on the App Store. Oh, 1. 1. 1.0.0.1? 1.001. 1.001. Interesting. Obviously. Any, any reason for the double O? Is it like 007? Uh, it, yeah, obviously. Right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. I, what do I know? <laughs> well, no, no, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. All right, good. Hey, I didn't know deep ski, okay? At least, you know, at least I'm asking for confirmation now before I make any assumptions. Yep. All right. So anyway, so 1.001. Yeah. So you can have 1.007, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, okay. Well, that's good. So the launch went well. Um, good feedback. What, what, what's some of the things that really, you know, get you either excited or fired up? Well, I, I really like all the feedback where people... Um, understand the app they know that yeah it's simple it's designed to be simple but every aspect of the app has been you know uh, carefully designed and carefully coded and the point of the app is to feel great and to do what it does and not do a bunch of other shit that's how it works that's what i was yep. saying earlier about the whole focus on the content focus on the the feature the features you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. focus on the user so, you know, and of course, you know, there's, uh, there's been other kinds of feedback. There are people who say, well, you got to have syncing. There are people who say, well, this app just doesn't do anything almost at all. So it must be worthless. So there's always some of that. Uh, there's some people who say, well, if it wasn't those guys making this app, nobody would ever have noticed this app. Um, not a lot of that, but a little bit of that. Let's see. Yeah, it's more or less the the feedback. Okay, good. Well, that sounds all positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. Well, good. Hopefully, it continue. The development keeps well. I don't have to say. I hope you keep keep it focused because I know how you'll keep it. So. Yeah, of course. Keep it I, focused. I start to get angry and stuff if it goes unfocused. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of focus, now if you don't mind, I want to talk about chatology for a sec. Yeah. We did our launch at Chatology, of course, and for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, it's an iChat messages log viewer. And it's actually very focused. In fact, we've had some feedback that it's too focused. Like, this is insane. And obviously, we discussed this, but people want Chatology to also be a chat client. Can you believe this? Why? Oh, for sure, dude. Like, people are like, oh, I would buy it if you added support for for chatting right in the app. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) the point of the app is to fix a problem with messages, and that's finding your past logs. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if you chat with coworkers, and I'm sure you have, 
you, you need to find something you talked about, or maybe you need to find an image of a screenshot you sent them, or maybe you need to find a link that you sent them. Mm-hmm. And going through your messages with messages is just painful. Yeah. It freezes up. It doesn't find what you're looking for. It opens random tabs. I mean, we can go on and on and on. I'm sure you've done this with all. Actually, I haven't, but. I'm okay, the that's only right. Person. That's right. You haven't. Yeah. Well, the royal you then. The royal you. Well, yeah. One day, open up messages and do Command F and see what happens. Okay. You, you'll, you'll want a license code. You'll ask me for a license code. <laughs> <laughs> so, because uh, for an app of $5, I guess it's probably not worth your time, but for $20, you'll ask for one, right? <laughs> As the, as the price of the app goes up, the, uh, the demand gets a little... That's no, all good. But the point is, is we put in this command F pass-through that opens Chatology directly. So one less step thing for the user. You don't have to remember to launch it, right? It just works. Cool. And then when you're searching for your chats, you find them instantly. And when you're, when you're doing a find or a search, you can filter by just today or the last seven days or the last 30 days or the last year. You can quickly find that file in the finder, you know, reveal in finder. Um, you can just filter out and focus on the images and links. Like the whole point is it does one thing. It lets you quickly and easily and bestly find your images, chats, images, links, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's been some feedback. Like I told you with the chat stuff that it's too focused. Well, that's all it does. (laughs) And I find that really interesting because here's the thing. We wrote this app to do that. So yeah, that's all it does. And it does it really well. But I think it's really hard. You get penalized for doing something really focused. Mm-hmm. You do. We had a, um, we had a review, and I'm not, I'm not going to say who it is because this isn't like a flogging. I just want to use it as an example. Well, the review wasn't really that great. It was a solid review, but it wasn't like, it, it was, we'll call it an average review. And we were kind of, you know, we, we knew the person a little bit, so we were just like, hey, you know, what can we do? How can we improve it, improve it, and whatever. And the point was, is that because we just do one thing, right, Mm -hmm. it has to be perfect. And obviously, I don't think anything will ever be perfect, right? You have to do the best you can. Mm -hmm. But basically that because we have the single purpose, it has to do it measurably better than anything else. And to me, that's what's frustrating. And I'm I'm not blaming the author again. This isn't about that. But I think it really shows you whether it's a reviewer or a user or whatever. When you try to do one thing and you try to do it well, Mm -hmm. you're almost judged on a different level because people are like, that's it? Mm -hmm. Like they forgot about, it's almost like they forgot about all of the things that make Chatology great. Right. So I think it's sort of a similar thing to Vesper where, you know, you were saying people were complaining about it, missing stuff or whatever. And it's like, they're not focusing on what it does. They're not focusing on the benefit that this one or two or three small things, I mean, obviously not small to implement, but small in the scheme of things does. Mm -hmm. So I just think when you're a developer that's really trying to make an app that's focused and simple and effective, you end up almost getting dinged by not throwing in the kitchen sink. Sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's, it's an easy trap to fall into, too. It's like, oh, it seems like I please people when I add more features. Well, you know. Oh, yeah. And that's how you go down the road of making crap. Oh, for sure. I mean, we, yeah. pulled, we pulled back and pulled out a lot of things of Chatology that we knew we should put in or we knew it should have or that people might want. But mm-hmm. we said, hey, look, it's a chat log app. What are you going to do? You're going to launch it and you're going to want to find stuff. Right. Guess what? It actually does that incredibly well. Yeah. 
But when you do want, I wanted to do chatting or I wanted to do this or I have this weird thing that I want to go through this one log in a certain way and pull out something that only I would do and it doesn't do it, well, then it's not good. <laughs> well, it's tough, right? It's just, it's mm -hmm. tough. Because I obviously I take it personally because I want the app to be good for someone. So when someone's like, oh, you know, it's a solid app. I gave you a solid review. It's like, really? I let you down? Like, you know, that's the thing. I take it personally because mm -hmm. I want the app to help the person. I don't want the yeah, app. Yeah, sure. But I think it then then you get the flip side of it's frustrating because we did the, I think, the perfect chat log search app. Mm -hmm. If you use it, if you open it up, if you need to find something, you will find it. And you'll find it way quicker and way more easier than, than doing it through messages. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's sort of the bar. So anyway, the point is, is that from the launch, that was something that we kind of, we had a great launch, by the way. Obviously did well. Oh, People loved it. We got great reviews. Um, in fact, all of the other reviews are really positive. It was just this one that was kind of mediocre. And mm -hmm. it wasn't a bad review. Let me re-clarify that. It was just a mediocre review. But it was right. one of those things that I was kind of surprised on because I'm like, I thought we nailed the core functionality. Mm -hmm. um, well, you know, no matter what you do, there's going to be some reviews like that. That's true. That's true. And if anything, if anything, it means that they used the app and they liked it enough to want more. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah, the one thing that, that I always fun. remember when I get complaints and I get the feature requests and that this sucks, that means you have someone passionate about it. Yeah, that's right. Otherwise they wouldn't open their app. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Fair enough. So anyway, just kind of similar things that we did in our apps that we focused on one thing and then people sort of were like, that's it. Mm -hmm. But they completely missed the feature that was, you know, the, the solution, the solution to the problem, I think. So let's lead into what sort of why we call this, you know, we are syncing a big thing that came from Vesper in terms of, I guess, a complaint or a concern or a confusion was syncing or, mm -hmm. or lack thereof. And you wrote a really good blog post about syncing being different from platforms, right? Different right, platforms. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like that post and I want to just talk about it a little bit because I think it's important because... It's true. Like the title of your post is what sync means these days. Mm -hmm. But sync is not just syncing over the internet. Sync means having a platform that you can access your information on. Mm -hmm. So since you wrote it so eloquently, let's, uh, let's, let's hear, just give a little bit of your mind, your mindset about this. Sure. Uh, well, it turns out that when people talk about syncing, um, years ago when they would talk about syncing, they were literally saying, okay, I'm running your Mac app at home and I'm running your Mac app on a different Mac at work. Right. And, and they asked for syncing so that the, those two instances of the app could sync. And that totally makes sense, right? Yeah, of course. And, you know, and, and when you say syncing in that context, it's obvious that you mean, you mean syncing itself. Uh, but these days when people talk about syncing, uh, it seems like they're talking... Uh, they're talking about different things and you don't necessarily know which thing they're referring to when they bring it up. So syncing means a few different things. You know, it still means, you know, that traditional thing doesn't simply have the ability to sync from one instance of the app to the next. Uh, but it can also mean um, that people want additional uh, versions. You know, if you have an iPhone app, when they say they want syncing, what they're saying is, I want an iPad version and a Mac version and want exactly. all those versions to sync. Now, that almost trivializes the iPad and Mac versions as if that's just like something you could just do real fast, you know, yeah. as if almost as if not Flip having them. Yeah, as, as if not having them is like a, like a, 
a sinking bug, you know, rather than the actual extraordinary. Well, they must have forgot to put actually take. They must have forgot to put the button in there, the setting. Right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Come it's on. like you know, so if you know, so so if you say you want you want syncing, but what you what you really want is an iPad or a Mac version or or a web version or whatever that syncs that all sync together. Well, that's cool. Uh, it's somewhat helpful to be specific about, you know, what you're actually looking for. You know, if, if you're, you know, what you really want is an iPad version plus syncing. It's kind of not, not a bad idea to actually specify that that's actually what you're interested in. Huh. Um, so syncing, syncing also can mean um, to some people just the idea of a, of a cloud-based backup. So they may only have... have a phone and, and only ever want to run your app on your phone, but you know, they lose their phone or whatever. They're hoping that, you know, they, that there's some backup somewhere on the cloud and they could restore it. And so that's what syncing means sometimes when people talk about syncing. So it's really a few different things. And so every time it comes up, you know, we have to kind of figure out what the person is actually asking for because uh, the word syncing itself has almost just become um, too non-specific. Well, if I may throw in there, I don't know that the user even knows themselves what they want. Yeah, that's that's true sometimes. Yeah, and I think so. So to go back to your post, what was interesting was the user that did this tweet that was talking about all of your apps that let's just say you know don't sync or what did, what was what did he say? Even a trace of you destroys sync, right? Mm-hmm. The user themselves was even pointing out platforms, right? Know this exactly. app, know that app. Mm-hmm. They weren't, they were synced to them was no, not having multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and that's they even missed, they even common. missed, yep. they even missed a missing platform, which I thought was funny. This is why I said users don't even know what they want. Like in his case or her case, I assume it was a he, let me see. I'll say his or her. I don't, I'm, I shouldn't assume anything, but he was saying for Glassboard, no Mac app. Well, there's technically no iPad app either. Yeah, that's true. So in his or her world, they, they use Mac, obviously. Mm-hmm. They don't have an iPad, right? Mm-hmm. Although with Mars Edit, no iOS app. It was very interesting. Mars Edit's no iOS, but Vesper's iPhone only. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just it's interesting that even that was in, inconsistent with Sync. Yeah, sure. But that's still, it, it was a great yeah. tweet. And, and you know, the minute I saw it, I, I re- retweeted it right away. I thought it was awesome. Well, what um, you said exactly, it's, it's, it's funny and true. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. And welcome to our world. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the point with the point with all of this, from from my point of view, I think is also sync is not just getting your data somewhere like to the cloud where it all resides. Mm-hmm. It's also being able to use the app in multiple places with that data potentially that resides somewhere. That's right. Uh, but it's it's just so fascinating to me though that that means not having iPad or Mac or whatever versions is is literally just a sinking bug rather than the massive feature requests that it really ought to be. Right, right. Which, you know, whatever, that's fine. Uh, I, just didn't, I just didn't expect that going into this. I expected people to talk about syncing, but I didn't expect... Hmm, that's a little hard to explain. I just didn't expect that, you know, things like lack of a Mac app would just be... Um, treated as under the sinking umbrella. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. I, what, what, you, 
you made this app that would be on iPhone because you're generally on the go and you want to collect these thoughts on the go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's people who sit at their desk and have thoughts and want to collect their thoughts on the set on the seat. <laughs> right. So you knew, or maybe you don't, or whatever. I don't want to necessarily ask you to give away your roadmap, but the point is, is whether or not you're going to add syncing, whether or not you're going to add some form of syncing, the platforms will would come with that. Like it's kind of all of all of the same thing, but. If you had just a Mac version, let's say you had a Mac version that didn't sync. It was just a, a discrete Mac version. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, people would say, I want the Mac version to sync with the iPhone version. Sure. They, you want the same app to work everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. You probably didn't think about it because you're not at that point yet because you don't have syncing. Right. And by sync, I mean syncing of the data. Yeah, right. So, I mean, the, the point is this. You made an app. It's iPhone only. That's it. Mm-hmm. People want more. Yeah, people always want more, which is, you know, that's totally fine. More. Right, well, that goes back to the whole chatology thing. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what you give them, people who like your app are going to want more. Mm-hmm. And I guess at the end of the day, look, Vesper and chatology, if people are asking for these things, then they obviously like it. Yeah. yeah if they didn't ask for anything, then there'd be nothing to give, right? Like, mm-hmm. And you should hopefully want to keep working on your app. Oh, yeah. And I know you will be. Mm-hmm. And I will be too. So let's see what else. So, all right, well, that's good. Um we got any uh, glass board stuff to do today? We're getting uh, we're getting close to the time. We're not out of time yet. No, not quite out. We're of not time. out of time, but yeah, we're getting close. What? Uh, let's see. What what's going on in the glass board? Do, 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 do. I don't know if there's very much. Well, so Phaedra's last name is pronounced Deep Sky. We have that confirmation. I'm just gonna be quiet now. Yep, yep. That's cool. <laughs> it's not deep ski. Deep Sky. <laughs> so. I still want to know if someone has the last name Deepski. Some somebody does somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Hopefully, one of our listeners does. Yeah. Whose first name is not Phaedra. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, the glass board's kind of quiet. So if you can, if you guys out there and girls want to give us some glass board comments for next week's show, that would be awesome. Cool. And if you're not on the glass board, uh, just use the invite code Simmons with two M's. Double M. Mm-hmm. Not Simons. No, no, it's not Simons. Let's see what else. Uh, so what did you think of the uh, NetNewsWire uh, beta launch? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I heard the news. I didn't check it. You know, I've never been a user of NetNewsWire. Mm-hmm. Um, my RSS stuff has always been kept just really kind of small, so I keep it with links. Whether you know, Obviously, Safari doesn't have it anymore, but I always kept it right. with some kind of smaller solution. I don't have a ton of links. Uh-huh. Um, so not, I mean, you know, it's, it's good to see that there's progress. Obviously the beta signals progress. Mm-hmm. And I know for people who have been wanting that newswire, they want the app. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's been for, for lack of a better term. I think it's been dead for a while. Um, from, from a user's point of view of having a new version mm-hmm. and right. having, I assume updates that leverage new technologies. Mm-hmm. So anything that advances the development process, like a new beta, is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, yeah. With Google Reader shutting down, I, I you know things are getting crazy in RSS world. Oh, so, definitely. So what what do you think? Uh, I don't know if you saw Marco's post earlier today. So listeners, we're, we're recording on Friday. Um, you're listening to this a few days later. Uh, Marco posted earlier today about Net Newswire's um, syncing strategy. Huh. And so based on what uh, Black Pixel has published, it looks like they may be writing their own syncing system rather than using something like Feedly or, or uh, Feed Wrangler or one of I will of the- plead the fifth on any comment on this topic. 
<laughs> you well, know I'm why. A, I'm asking you for comments. I mean, All right, You know, fine. it's an interesting topic. So Me. if Black Pixel is indeed, uh, let's assume they are writing their own syncing system rather than uh, going with one of the existing ones. Uh, Marco's point is that that means if you're using NetNewsWire on Mac and you like it, and you want to sync, then you are... You're locked in, I'll bet, is what he said, right? Yeah, right. You have to use it on say, iPhone I, and iPad. I have a lot yeah. of experience with this, exactly, because now mm-hmm. they have to run the service. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't work, right? Right, sure. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're, what they're doing, but let's, let's stipulate that this is what they're doing. Okay, uh, what, what, what do you think of that as, um, uh, as a uh, strategy for the NetNewsWire folks? All right, so... So sync is really, 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 really hard, right? We all know this. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yep. And it's also really a lot of work. Yep. Need a lot of resources, money, time, people, etc. A lot of responsibility. Really hard, right? Yeah. And it's important that I keep pointing this out. I know that you know this. I know that I know this. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners know this. But I think it gets underestimated. And I, sure. think what hap- yeah. and I think what happens is, you know, I know Black Pixel was looking at iCloud because I heard a lot of the iCloud bitchings from them. Mm-hmm. And iCloud doesn't work. Like, everyone knows this. Yeah. But for whatever reason, whether it was because they had promises from Apple, and I don't know the backstory. I'm, this is, again, just yeah. like with Marco's thing, it's all conjecture, right? Mm-hmm. And I will also point out, and this is a communication thing. This is why you shouldn't say things, or if you do say things, you should say more things. You either need to say nothing, or if you're going to tease and you want to get that kind of cachet of being cool, then you're going to get the conjecture and what people uh, people read into. Mm-hmm. It's part of the territory. That's why PR always says to say less. Because if you say no comment, sure, people can still try to say, oh, well, they must be doing this. They didn't say anything. Or, you know, mm-hmm. now, like, with I'm looking at Marco's post now really quickly. At the end, you know, Black Pixel declined the comment. That's good. They shouldn't be commenting because then they start to feed the rumor machine. But Mm. on the other hand, with the iCloud stuff for a while, you know, they did talk about doing iCloud and other stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you really shouldn't announce that kind of stuff if you don't know what you're doing. You know, look, hindsight's 2020, and I have no clue what they were up against. And I do know that iCloud was really a big, 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 big gamble or mistake on their part in hindsight that's come out. But the point is this. Sync is really, really hard. And if you're going to take all this time, and they're going to indeed, and again, neither of us know this, we're just going to pretend this is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think creating their own sync service is probably the worst way to go. Okay. The reason why I think it might be the worst way to go, for one of the reasons that Marco pointed out, is now they have to to maintain it. Now, on one hand, you'd say, well, but they have an interest in maintaining it. If they sell the app, and let's say hypothetically the service is charged, who knows, maybe, maybe they'll charge for the service. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll have options where you can use it on one thing and charge. I can, I can go with a lot of different strategies. Mm-hmm. But there are already solutions out there. You said this earlier, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really latch on to that because you said it really well, if I could rewind back somehow. They're reinventing the wheel. And there's ways to get this to work, whether it be another service. Um, I, I don't, again, I don't do RSS, but I think Readly is another new one. Is that the name of it? Mm, Feedly? Feedly, Readly? sorry. Feedly, yeah. Readly, Feedly, Feedly, yeah. Feedly, Readly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Feed HQ is another one. Uh, what is that? Feed Wrangler. There's a whole uh, bunch. Of, I mean, there's a ton out blur. there. Right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch out there. But the point is, is you could even use Dropbox, right? You could. No, you, you can't. Could, you could what? You can't use Dropbox for RSS syncing. 
uh, I, okay, you can't right now, but who's to say that they can't leverage that platform? Sure, people Any, already have accounts. Change, on. yeah, right. Right. So my point is just that you you can. I mean, you could eventually get iCloud to work, right? <laughs> the whole thing in all of this is, maybe. what is the pa- past, well, uh, I'm saying over time, maybe six years from now. Yeah, right, exactly. But that's, that's, that's what this is all about. This is all about time versus cost and, and, and resistance. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is, is if they, they go and do their own, on the surface, it seems like the best solution. And I have a lot of experience on this. Mm-hmm. It's, well, look, we control everything and we know what we're doing and we're only up against ourselves and it's the perfect solution because we control everything. We, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But what's being overlooked is all of that responsibility, all of that burden, mm-hmm. all of that neglect of other things out there that may do a better job and be more reliable. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't know. Obviously, there's a lot of brain talent and good people at Black Pixel, but running a sync service... That's a really, really big responsibility. Sure, yeah. And now you're not only going to write the app that, you know, obviously they're working on the app, mm-hmm. but you're not only going to have the app, you're going to have the responsibility of the sync service, which again, on the surface is, well, we control everything. This is going to be great. It's a harmonious ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But that's the neglect of the responsibility. My experience, and I have a lot of it, is let someone else who's already done this that has experience do it and leverage them. Mm-hmm. Now, if they were if they were to go to one of the companies, work out a deal. I mean, I could I could brainstorm all day long on this. Sure, but I, I'm with Marco on this. I think it's really bad at the end of the day for the users to take something internally that you have no business taking on. Mm-hmm. Is that is that sort of what he said? I mean, I'm not. I haven't read yeah, the post. More, more but, or less. Yeah. But the one there was a one sentence I kind of pulled out of it where he was talking about the users. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing here about um, from Black Pixel's vague public statements, it appears this is Marco. Mm-hmm. Uh, it appears likely that Net Newswire will only sync with its own service. And then they declined to comment. Right. Um, I, I don't want to I definitely don't want this to be confrontational, but I do think it's bad to make a public statement that's vague about sync. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is if you want to get people not to talk about these sort of things is you just say, you know, uh, I mean, I don't even know what Black Pixel said about Sync. So let me actually get back there. Did, do you know what they actually said? Because he's saying here from the uh, vague, do you, like, what was their statement about Sync? That's a good question. I'm looking it up. Um, All right, no problem. Uh, because, uh, again, essentially, I just, that Sync will be will exist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see what it is. I'm on their website for the beta, but I don't see anything about Sync on that page. So that's interesting. So on the on the Black Pixel blog. Um, there's a there's an entry and it says they will continue their work on sync they will start rolling out sync to select beta testers netnewswire 4 will be totally free to use until we ship the completed version with sync so really it doesn't you know uh, doesn't say much it says that sync will be in there yeah there there will be syncing Uh, it doesn't say if they're working on it or or uh, or if they're building their own. All right. So I, I, I'm on we the page. Know. I'm on the blog now. So yeah, yeah. this continue our work on sync. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing is this, I think people are reading into it. Oh, well, they must be working on their own sync because they're saying continue our work on sync. Mm-hmm. But it could be continue our work on sync with Feedly or Readly. Or sure. Feedly, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so we don't know. But but I think the topic is still interesting. If if they are doing their own syncing system, you know, what are the pros and cons there? 
And what do you think about this? Is another random question, and this sort of. You know, obviously, as part of the community, you and I like to also give feedback to hopefully make people get better. Just like mm-hmm. I'd want feedback from you or other people to make me get better. Sure. What do you think about doing such a public beta that isn't really a beta, right? Because we could talk about that, right? This is Net Newswire for beta, but yet Sync isn't in there. Mm-hmm. That's not really a beta, right? If by beta you mean, you know, yeah, this and I know this is a technicality. Or, I know this is a yeah, technicality, right. but you're still telling users to download now, and they even have a pre-order. You can even mm-hmm. pre-order this and buy this now. Yeah, but it continues to work. You know, you don't have to. In other words, no, you don't. But but is it is what signal does it send when it says beta? Because mm-hmm. we've had these discussions. We actually have a. Um, we actually have an update for uh, this, this. It should be out hopefully by the time the show airs. So I'll just say it now. We have an update for Chatology in the works. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of internal debate about do we call it 101 or do we jump right to 11 because we're adding some new features, which they were they were features we knew weren't in 10. We specifically left them out. We knew we'd have to add them, but we didn't know how bad people would want them, mm-hmm. and people want them pretty bad. Okay. So there are some features we're putting in. They're they're not you know they're 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 major features, but they're not like sea changing features like adding Skype support or adding. Mm-hmm chat client right right but i still i kind of felt well we should call it one one because this is a this isn't just a 101 bug fix update and yeah. i think for a majority of users especially let me go here on a technical product like net newswire right net newswire isn't really for your average joe schmo is it i mean sure the ui is very easy and the point is it's supposed to make rss feeds for the common man or woman but at the end of the day, someone who's using Net Newswire is probably pretty technically savvy, right? When I say t- pretty technically savvy, they at least probably know about apps, right? Sure, they've gotten over the, you know, they know what RSS is. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So when you're saying Net Newswire for beta and there's a pre-order, that sort of sends a lot of messages like it's almost done or this is pretty, this is pretty, there's nothing on the page to say where it's at or not. Mm-hmm. So I think the lack of not saying that makes someone think that it's pretty far ahead. Right, sure. And I think that's maybe where, where Marco's thing also comes across, where maybe he read it and was like, well, it's a beta and it's closed and it says they're working on sync. They must be working on their own sync. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would already be part of the beta. Right. Maybe. 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 All maybes, right? I'm just pointing yeah. out all maybes. Yeah. Um, what I do know is uh, the website looks great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, I do know that they're continuing work on Net Newswire, which is a great thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, my bit of advice on the sync is that if they do go internal, I'm with Marco, I think it ends up being a big, big, big burden that if is not handled well or executed well, ends up being a worse experience for the user. So at that point, why bother? Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Well, so let me let me take the other side, Uh, because, you know, I get the point about about lock in, obviously, you know, if you're using that newswire and the syncing system use uses is unique to NetNewsWire, then you're going to use NetNewsWire uh, on every device if, if, you, if you want that syncing. So I totally get that. On the other hand, you know, NetNewsWire was mine for a long time. The app is over 10 years old. It has outlived uh, every other syncing system. Uh, it started with Bloglines, um, which is gone. And then it was bought by NewsGator. And NewsGator had a, a syncing system, which... They shut down in 2009. Then we switched over to Google Reader, and Google Reader now is shutting down. So it seems to me that one thing NetNewsWire has needed is its own syncing system that it can control, and that is, uh, that is essentially worked on by the same team that writes the apps. 
Now, out of curiosity, why do you say that? In other words, the basic functionality from Net Newswire, from what I understand, I mean, I have used it and I know friends who use it, is it takes your feeds and keeps them in sync, right? And then it checks them and sees if stuff's been updated and it goes out and just keep, keeps your RSS feeds and news fresh, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm keeping it very simple. Sure. And then, of course, there's sharing and there's ways to, to mark stuff favorites and popular and tabs and all of the good UI stuff. Mm-hmm. But at its core, what it's syncing is are the RSS feeds and the information related to it, right? Uh at the basic level, it's it's syncing a list of feeds, probably organized by folders, and it is syncing read and unread status um, and flag and articles, status. new new and un, new new article status, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, and, and that's a lot of information. It's it's small pieces, but it's a lot of small pieces. All right, got it. Right. So that's you know that's a lot to do. Yeah. Now sure. now, if you wanted to extend extend the syncing, you know, uh, NetNewsWire has. Uh, tabbed browser, right? So you might want to sync the, those tabs between machines. You know, there's a lot of additional stuff you could do. Right. Um, but in a nutshell, yeah, it's a list of, an organized list of feeds and read and unread status, uh, which okay. is, you know, that, that's a lot to sync. But so in the past, we've, you know, it's worked with systems that in, in every case, those systems didn't quite match up with NetNewsWire's own model. Right. Uh, every, every one of those systems systems had bugs or or things that you that there was really no good workaround for uh, and in every case those systems also died and that newswire continues right so to offer the really really excellent top-notch syncing system for net newswire the net newswire people i think need to write that system interesting because and they're, they're going to uh, you know that's the because any other system is going to be a mismatch, and any other system is probably going to go away at some point. Okay, so what about the fact... Okay, so I agree, and I said this earlier. I think the best technical solution to doing this is writing your own system. Mm-hmm. I said, but that neglects the fact that it's a lot of work, it's a lot of responsibility, and if it doesn't work or has to go away, it's bad on the user, right? All these things have pros and cons, right? Sure, right. But I agree. The ultimate pro to doing it yourself is the ultimate sync solution of control, of features, of quality. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we agree there. Yep. But the question is, is with Net Newswire being something that people have been waiting for and demanding and all this stuff, you know, how long will that take? How well will they be able to support it? All of these questions need to be asked because... From experience in the past from other sync problems and failures and wins, mm-hmm. it starts out almost like the iCloud thing. Well, this looks great. It's a home run. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we do this? Right. Right? And then basically, you go ahead down that road. I mean, look, if they're doing it and it's working out and they're close to being done, then great. It was an easy problem. They solved it and they're working on it. Right. But... I know, and you know, that sync is a really tough problem, and it's not a very easy thing to do, especially when you're having to support users on a 24-7, 365 server that must work all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, it's, I think it's a big challenge. I think, yeah, I think it's a lot less of a challenge than it used to be. Okay, interesting. Uh, only because the, the server-side world has gotten so much easier to deal with. You know, when NetNewsWire was was mine, you know, back in the 2000s and stuff, 
Um, there's no Amazon Web Services. No. Actually, wait a minute. Windows Azure Mobile, right? Yeah, right. Don't they offer these sort of things? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, well, there you go. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You, you, you could definitely use mobile Azure Mobile Services for this. Uh, you could use AWS. You could use, you know, you could uh, work at a slightly lower level and, and use stuff like Heroku or whatever, or even set up, you know, a virtual private server. Absolutely. Back in the day, you would have had to buy your own machines, get them in a rack at a data center, you know, bu- you know, set up everything from scratch and just have to maintain an awful lot of stuff. And these days, you don't have to. It's a lot easier. You know, the virtualization has done okay. wonders. Okay, fair enough, fair sides. enough. So technically, it's easy, but then comes the responsibility, then comes the pricing, then comes the whole positioning, then comes the, mm-hmm. like you said, everyone has to use that app. What if... What if there was someone like my wife who on their iPad was using X app, right? Right. But they love NetNewsWire on the Mac or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now they're locked into using a solution that only works in one place. Yeah. Unless, unless they create a server that allows their server to sync with Feedly or something, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, all these things could be solved. But we'll see. I mean, Marco's assessment, he's correct in what he says. I still, I still agree with him in the sense of I think it's a lot of responsibility to do this. Mm-hmm. And I also think that with the demise and asking people to change and all of this stuff, kind of doing an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with him, but do I, do I think Black Pixel is capable of pulling this off? Absolutely. Do I think that this is a great solution if it works 100%? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to work 100%? Unclear. Mm-hmm. And I just think if they went after another service and could partner up with another service like a Feedly or a FeedHQ or Feed Wrangler, whatever, mm-hmm. and just get it to work. That's better for the users in the long run. It just works. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the, so here's a perfect example. Marco brought up an app, Mr. Reader. Yeah. That's what my wife uses. Mm-hmm. It's actually made by this German developer, and we, I, I definitely want to give him a shout out because I know with my wife, she had some feature requests and things that were wrong, and I emailed the guy, you know, to help her out. Mm-hmm. The guy was awesome replied really he's one of these developers and he's like you can tell like he's working on this app his name's oliver furnace by the way Mm -hmm. but anyway he um he just the replies you could tell he was like i'm on it and boom it was fixed and then an update was submitted and like the guy was just really really on the ball Uh and he knows that google reader's powering down he's already added feedly and feedbin and feed hq baz cooks feed wrangler fever i mean he has all of these syncing options in there one guy Uh and his app works today, and my wife uses it and loves it, right? Uh-huh. Now, he doesn't have a Mac version, right? It's just iPad only. Right. So that's the deal. She uses it on her iPad only. And sure, would she love to have a Mac version? Absolutely. And just so you know, she was using Net New- uh, NetNewsWire on Mac. Mm-hmm. I was about to call it NetNewsFeeder. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> all these feed things. But mm. the point here is, is that here's an app from a single, single developer that somehow got all of these syncing options in very quickly that work really well, that's very robust, really nice designed, and a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that approach better of just getting stuff in that works than trying to reinvent the wheel because I've seen the wheel being reinvented and I see all the problems that come and at the end of the day, the users usually lose. So that's why Marco's post resonates with me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that one size doesn't fit all and... and Black Pixel's very capable, so we'll see. Sure, yeah. Well, and I think if you're a guy who's just writing an iPad app or um, just a Mac app or just an iPhone app, I think you have to go ahead and, and support you know, all the different systems. Uh, it, 
in order to make this work. Oh, so is your point is the fact that they have all three platforms that they have a Mac, iPhone and Mac, mm -hmm. uh, Mac, Mac, iPad and iPhone. That's sort of the re the impetus behind this is that there are these three platforms to support. Yeah, since they have all three, they can write their own syncing system. That's true. Yeah, but they can, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't. They should. Mm -hmm. I I think my take on it, and you know, again, we still don't know if this is actually their plan. But if it is, I think that the the benefits of having a having a net newswire specific system are are worth it. All right. Well, if it comes out well, you knew about this all along and said you didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, though, you know, so what if they did this and then later added, you know, whatever feed wrangler support or, or yeah, but why or wouldn't you do it? Others? Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you do it the other way? In fact, I think it would be a better experience to the user to do it the other way because watch. So they add these syncing options and they do what they do. Mm -hmm. And then whether there's limitations or the other services suck or they're down, whatever. Right. Then they're like, hey, here's our syncing service that you can use or not, but these are all the benefits you get. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Mm -hmm. To have only one thing come out, be pigeonholed into it, whether it's good or not, when you have all of your stuff on these other accounts, because then also they're going to have to come up with some kind of importer, right? Because I'm not going to want to change all my links from Feedbin to there, right? There's going to have to be some kind of importer, I would hope. Well, there, always, there is always um, standard OPML file import you can get a file from whatever service and then import it into net right right but they have to yeah. still make that easy for the user to do right sure. they have to give some kind of workflow to do that right mm -hmm. so but the thing is is so if, if i already am syncing with let's say they add google uh feedly and feedbin and feed wrangler right just even three mm -hmm. or two even let's just say two of them now i'm working with net newswire and now their sync comes along and now all of a sudden they're like Oh, look, do you want to import to our service? And this is what you get. And boom, it just works. Mm -hmm. Stuff's already in there because of the other services. Mm -hmm. And obviously behind the scenes, like you said, it's taking that file and parsing it and whatever. But right. yeah. I don't know. I think to me, I'd rather have the shareable services that everyone else has right now that actually works today and then focus on the improvements later. Because if mm -hmm. anything, then you can sell the improvements. Then you can really tell people why they want to use Black Pixel Sync or Black Syncsel or whatever they're going to call it. Sure. Um, you know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. I think if they do it the other way and they come out with their sync and then add the others, then it's like, what kind of message does that send? Hey, here's mm -hmm. our sync. That's so great. But here's others if you want to use it. Right. So hopefully that feedback um, is, is useful to someone. I have no idea. Well, well we shall find out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's it. So uh, that's my input. Yeah, I, I think... Um, I, I, Marco's post resonates with me. I think Black Pixel doing their own sync is definitely, you know, a good choice. I think it's all about the execution. I think it's all, it's so many factors in it. And I'll just tell you, sync is just so complicated that as we've all seen from the iCloud fiasco that Black Pixel had, it may seem simple. It may seem obvious. It may seem like the way to go, but it never is until it's done. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You'll never know until you're done, right? Yep. Yeah, execution matters hugely. Exactly. That's, that's just the way it is. Well, guess what? Uh, what? We're out of time. Oh, my God, is it? Yeah, you're right. We are out of time. We're out of time. Uh, anything else you want to add, though, or is anything about uh, the Net Newswire thing? You can have one more, one more thing to add. Oh, oh, just that I'm really excited. It's good to see it come out of hibernation. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about it being in beta. Mm -hmm. Like when I saw it, especially for the people who've been wanting it, getting excited about it. I love seeing any progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, 
I just, you know, I, I always keep it real. I just, I have a thing about betas that are betas. If they're betas, then be betas. If they're public previews, call it a public preview. Even that's a little bit more clear than a beta. Mm-hmm, right. Um, but hey, to each their own. I, I, I'm just giving observations. I, you know, I respect everyone thing that everyone does. But I just think it's really important to set up to the user expectations. And I think a lot of these negative things coming out are because of the way expectations were set up. And that's mm-hmm. important. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, well, what an excellent episode. Truly. We will have another excellent episode, hopefully in around two weeks or so. Yep. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Igloo. Yeah, it looks like really cool stuff. Go to igloosoftware.com slash patty, P-A-T-T-Y, as in Patty Duke, and check them out. And uh, sounds like a really great service. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, anything else from you, Mr. Simmons? Mm. It's really sunny in Seattle today. Very warm here in California. Yeah, we've actually, I think it's easily the hottest day of the year here so far. Yeah, same here. I think it's it, its already like 100 here because I live in a part of the Bay Area where it can get hot. I mean, it doesn't get yeah. 100 all the time, but today's one of those scorchers and it's a hot one. Yeah, it's of course much hotter in Seattle. It is, let me see what my weather widget It's hotter me. in Seattle? Well, let's see. You know, it's 84, which means... Oh, I, it's hotter. Yeah, no, it feels hotter, certainly. Yeah. So, since we're not used to it, 84 feels like 134. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny how that works. I know exactly what you mean, because yep. if, you're adjust, if you're adjusted to, you know, 50s, 60s... Yeah, right, sure. And you're really adjusted to that. Nobody in Seattle has air conditioning. Just oh, boy. Be, just because, right? Why would you? Only, right. Yeah, why You only need you? it two times a year. Yeah, right. And it's, so, yeah, we don't... Nobody has it. Uh, wow. You know, so the, the mall now. probably does. Uh, the movie theater does, but nobody else. So you know how there's these light uh, flashlight apps on iPhone? Mm-hmm. You need to come out with a portable fan app. There you go. So basically you turn it on and you see blades spinning or maybe it uh-huh. shows like icicles or something and it just sure. makes a sound and it sounds like it's blowing. Uh-huh. And then you could tell people that if, if you actually put the speaker up to ear, you can feel the breeze. Uh-huh. Yeah, there and some you go. people will actually feel that breeze. Yeah. Damn, someone's going to actually make that app now. That app probably exists. That's, that's probably true, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we will... Uh, anyone who has a hot, scorching day, although I don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday when this airs, uh, hopefully you'll stay cool. Stay cool, everybody. Stay cool like Brent Simmons. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take us out with more music. Adores a minuet, the ballet russe, and crepe Suzette. Our patty loves to rock and roll, a hot dog makes her lose control. What a wild duet, still their cousins, identical cousins, and you find. They laugh alike, they walk alike, at times they even talk alike, you can lose your mind.